presented by Facebook. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghun Munavalin. It's Monday. Happy November. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. As Congress inches closer to a vote on infrastructure, could prescription drug pricing reform make it into the reconciliation bill after all? Senate and House Democrats in the White House came close to reaching a deal on the issue Sunday. Report our own Burgess Everett, Alice Miranda Olstein, and Heather Cagle. The plan in the works would allow some Medicare negotiations with pharmaceutical companies, but if it comes together, it would still be much narrower than many Democrats had initially intended. As a result, House votes on the two big bills will likely get pushed past Tuesday. But the party's getting closer. Progressive signaled on a private call they are expected to be on board behind both bills. The House Rules Committee is delaying a planned Monday meeting to give negotiations more time. That's per Bloomberg's Jennifer Epstein and Justin Sink. And paid family leave looks like it's likely to get jettisoned from the Build Back Better bill. But the surge of attention and activism on the issue could open the door for bipartisan negotiations on the issue in the future, as some business groups and Republicans tell Jonathan Weissman from the New York Times that there might be a path forward for standalone legislation. Still, any compromise bill would be less generous and take longer to implement than the plan that Senator Kirsten Gillibrand had championed. We're heading into the home stretch of the most important election in 2021, the gubernatorial election in Virginia. 538's poll tracker has Republican candidate Glenn Youngkin with a slight lead, now up by an average of 0.6 points. McAuliffe and Youngkin have similar schedules today. Both will be in Roanoke in the morning and Richmond in the afternoon. Youngkin will also make a trip to Virginia Beach. Tonight, McAuliffe will be in Fairfax County, while Youngkin will be up in Loudoun County, a place that's become shorthand for the unusual mix of issues and buzzwords, parental control of education, the rights of trans Virginians, and critical race theory that have now defined the race. When we asked one of McAuliffe's advisors for a prediction about Tuesday. Here's what they had to say. No one knows. It's a toss-up. Playbook will be with both candidates today, and we'll report back tomorrow. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. President Joe Biden departed Rome for Scotland at 3.45 in the morning, Eastern Time. At 6.30, the president will arrive in Edinburgh for COP26. At 7.30, Biden will greet British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres in Glasgow, Scotland. At 9 a.m., Biden will deliver the COP26 leader statement. Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan will gaggle aboard Air Force One on the way to Scotland. The White House COVID-19 response team and public health officials will hold a briefing at 11 a.m. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar. At 11.40 a.m. Eastern, Vice President Kamala Harris will depart D.C. to head to New York City. At 1.05, Harris and Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm will tour JFK Airport and deliver remarks on climate action at 1.30. And at 9.05, she'll head back to D.C. The Senate will meet at 3 p.m. today to take up nominations. The House will meet at noon, with the votes postponed until 6.30. One more thing to watch for on the calendar today. Two challenges to Texas's near-total abortion ban go before the Supreme Court today, as the justices hear arguments starting at 10 a.m. The New York Times reports that all eyes will be on Justice Brett Kavanaugh, who legal experts say is likeliest to be the swing justice open to reversing course from the court's decision on the matter two months ago. All right, one last thing before we get out of here. A massive three-part Washington Post investigation into the January 6th insurrection is worth a chunk of your time today. The first draft of recent history documents previously undisclosed warnings of political violence that law enforcement failed to heed, Donald Trump's inaction, and the lingering effects of distrust of voting around the country that have put democracy at risk. You can catch a link to that story and more news that's breaking in D.C. right now at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Munavalin. Have a great week. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning.
Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety.